The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Tourism Office of Spain. Time to awaken your senses to your global possibilities. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010. Every day, ever get away, when all of it goes unsaid. I got a holiday, a paid holiday, I got a holiday in my head. And welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on this uh, cold and snowy day. It's the show that takes you globe-trotting around the world as we use the magic of radio to wing our way across the continents. And this week, we're flying across the Atlantic Ocean to Europe, to one of the three most visited nations on the planet. Spain is our destination on the show this week. Spain in all its glories, cultural, scenic, and indeed edible. To join the conversation and to have a, choice, a chance to win a tour to Spain, call in at 416-872-1010, 1877-518-5151, or start talk on your cell. Or email the program by going to the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website and pressing that little yellow enter contest button. This week, you have the chance to qualify to win for a fabulous trip for two to Spain, including an Insight Vacations 10-day Highlights of Spain escorted journey with flights and visiting Barcelona, Madrid, Seville, Cordoba, and lots more besides. Now, here's how you have a chance to qualify to win. Call into the show today or email your question about Spain. And if your question is taken during the broadcast, then there's a chance it will call you back at the end of the show. And if we do, you need to answer the phone with this week's winning phrase. Spain is culture. There's so much to see. Insight Vacations has the tour for me. Now, prepare for your journey by closing your eyes, relaxing, taking a long, deep breath as I tempt you with a vision of this magnificent country. You're sitting on a bench in a garden of paradise. It's a lush green space that captivates the senses. The scents of the flowers waft on the early evening breeze. Fountains splash in linked pools filled with water from the slopes of the Cerro del Sol mountains, of which there are breathtaking views. These are the pleasure gardens of the medieval Islamic rulers of this part of Spain. They are called the Generalife and are part of the uniquely beautiful Alhambra Palace complex in Granada in Andalusia. As you admire the perfect proportions on all sides, you begin to understand why this piece of paradise has been called the Taj Mahal of Europe. Ah! <sighs> We have the perfect guides on board the show for this and the rest of our journey around Spain. All right, let me welcome Jose Manuel de Juan, Director of Tourism for Spain in Canada. Good morning, Jose. Good morning, Chris. Lovely to have you on the show and your first time. It is. Yes, thank you for having me. Great to have you here. And Chris David, President of Insight Vacations Canada. And as the brochure cover says, the art of touring in style. Good Chris. morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. And Chris, um, Granada, of course, is on Insight's itinerary that we're, uh, we're talking about today. Yes, it is, absolutely. It's one of the highlights of our Highlights of Spain tour. Yeah, it's one of my personal highlights, too. Let's, let's start with the, the big question. Uh, Jose, why is Spain one of the most visited nations on Earth? Well, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination probably of... Uh, History and location is a right. combination because the uh, history has been in Spain so rich. We have, sat, we have had so many 
important different civilizations that settled down in Spain along the centuries, from the Romans, the Greeks, the Arabs. So they all left something, something unique and contributed to what Spain is today. And that's what you can see and enjoy. And of course, it's very rich. And also, of course, because of our position, you know, by the Mediterranean, our mild weather also attracts a lot of people, of course, uh, especially in the winter time. They want to get away from the, uh, from the winter in the northern Europe and other climates like the Canadian climate. Mm-hmm. And also because uh, even in summertime, of course, we have fantastic beaches. So all together we have, I think, probably anything that anyone would be looking for for a place, you know, to visit. Yeah, you, you really do have everything there. It's, it's amazing. I... I went for one of my first skiing holidays in in the Pyrenees at La Masaya, yeah. and I learned to ski in in Spain. Mm. Um, my my first job in travel, I was working in uh, in Britain at the time, and uh, they they sent me to experience life as a, as a representative in in resort, and they sent me, of course, to Spain. They spent sent me to Benidorm. And oh, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. <laughs> yeah, well, Benidorm has been one of the classics. Well, the probably one where. Everything started in Spain probably in the in the in the sixties when the people started to arrive. It was one of the one of the first places where they started to the resort started to develop and that. So it's a classic where especially British people and uh, German tourists have been going for, for years, yeah. And the history, the culture is it's just there's so much to grasp. And and really it was Spain. Uh, it was the uh, Islamic um uh, country in in Spain that, that kept the lighter civilization aflame during the dark ages of Europe. Absolutely, I think that's something that you were mentioned before el, el, the Alhambra, el oh, Generalife, yeah, so and gorgeous. that's uh, and it's one of the most unbelievable experiences when you go there and you realize that those palaces were built in the 10th century, and how they are so beautiful, so exquisite. Not only that, that from the architecture point of view, from the artistic point of view, what they did with the gardens, with the water flowing from one area to the other, it's unbelievable that you know people in the 10th century could do that, uh, where the rest yes. of Europe at that time, as you said, were in very dark period. They're living in mud huts elsewhere, yeah. you know, and yet here the palaces and the flowing waters and ah, uh, it's, a, it's a, astonishing. Yeah, Granada is definitely one of the most beautiful cities in Spain. And the, the Alhambra Palace, I think, is the most visited um, uh, monument in Spain. And that's, for, that's a reason for that. Yeah. Now, Chris, when Insight Vacations try to put a tour together to show the highlights of, of this magnificent country, I'm, where do you start? Well, it's hard, as you say, Chris. There's so much to see in Spain, so many wonderful parts of the country. So uh, th- this tour, I think, really lives up to its name, the highlights. And we try to select those cities that... Uh, I think most people are familiar with those iconic tourism uh, destinations in Spain, but also throwing in some of some of the lesser-known places that are that have fantastic uh, historic and culinary and cultural interest. So you know, the tour hits Barcelona, of course, uh, then goes to Valencia, which uh, some people may know is the home of paella, mm. uh, Spain's signature dish. Yeah. Does go down to Benidorm, where, as I said, uh, the sort of uh, Spanish. Uh, Spain first uh, came onto the scene as a tourism destination in the 60s. Uh, it, it visits Granada and the magnificent uh, uh, Alhambra. And, of course, Granada's in the sort of foothills of the Sierra Nevada Mountains, absolutely magnificent city with uh, these snow-capped mountains in the background. People may not associate that kind of uh, scenery with Spain. And uh, then Sevilla, this... Um, um, Ancient, ancient city where the, the royal family resided. Am I correct? Yes. So say. And uh, then you, you go through the plains of La Mancha, uh, you know, the, oh, the, yes. that area 
uh, where uh, Don Quixote and Sancho yes, Panza yes. once chased windmills <laughs> yes. in Cervantes' famous stories. And the windmills are still there, so you can the see windmills, them. You can still see the windmills, <laughs> indeed. They were, uh, yeah. And um, in that part of, of Spain, uh, there's a very famous wine region as well, and uh, a, a, a town called Valdepeñas, which is known as the sort of wine capital of Spain, and, and the tour passes through there, and the guests get to en enjoy a, uh, a tasting. In, uh, in the bodegas of the town. And then, of course, you go up to Madrid, uh, the, the capital, the cultural center for, uh, you know, to see the Toledo and, and the other attractions of Madrid. Okay, we've got to hear more about that after the break. But right now, I believe it's 10.15. And it's time for News Talk 10.10, Time Saver Traffic. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Tourism Office of Spain. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show, bringing great holiday ideas right to your radio, exclusively on News Talk 1010. Ah, yes, the music of Spain. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. And this week, we are touring across the cultural landscapes of España. So uh, with all that horrible weather out there in the real world, you stay uh, in the warm, stay close to your radio and join in the conversation perhaps and uh, maybe have a chance to win a trip with Transat Holidays to uh, Spain. Call in at 416-872-1010-1877-518-5151 or star talk on your cell or better still email the program via the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website. To help answer all your questions, I'm joined on the show by Jose Manuel de Juan, Director of Tourism for Spain in Canada, and Chris David, President of Insight Vacations Canada. And this week, you have the chance to qualify to win for this fabulous trip to Spain, including flights and an Insight Vacations 10-day Highlights of Spain escorted journey, which visits all the best bits of Spain. Call into the show or email your question, and if yours is aired, there's a chance that we'll call you back at the end of the show. Then just answer the phone with this week's winning phrase. Spain is culture. There is so much to see. Insight Vacations has the tour for me. Have a look at the websites too. It's uh, spain.info. Yes, it is. Yep, spain.info and insightvacations.com. So two very easy uh, to remember websites. So I think we should uh, probably uh, start to qualify some uh, listeners and uh, take a few calls. Are you ready, guys? Absolutely, yes. Uh, let's do that. And we'll, uh, we'll start perhaps with... Uh, Edward, I think it is. Yeah. Edward, buenos, good morning. Buenos dias, amigo. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> buenos dias. Feliz Navidad. I have a question for you. Because why did uh, all those tourist attractions, such as like Madrid, Barcelona, San Sebastian, but why did uh, Granada is so different? Well, I think um, Granada is different because, uh, as I said, um, in fact, every part of Spain is very different according to the different, you know, civilizations that settled in Spain, that area. And the Granada, of course, was for for more than seven centuries the center of the Arab kingdom in Spain that was more or less from all the southern part of Spain. It was a very rich city. Uh, they brought the best architectures there, and there was um, a lot of culture, intellectuals, writers, poets, and that created a very unique city and is so well preserved, because most of these, uh, you know, uh, Arab uh, old uh, palaces, houses, etc., and that that creates, uh, that's what makes the city so unique. Also, I have to say, it makes unique the location because, as, as uh, Chris was saying before, it's very close to the one of the highest peaks in Spain, Sierra Nevada, where you can ski in the winter, where you can go hiking in the summer, 
and also very close, uh, only 100 kilometers from, this, from the coast, from the southern coast of Spain, where you can definitely go to the beach. So even if you go to, the, to just to see the, the cultural part of the city of Granada, if you have time, you can either go enjoy the nature in the mountains or enjoy the beach in the south. Yeah. That was very magnificent. Yeah, looking forward to see this one to win. Even food also is my speciality for this tradition. Oh, Edward, we'll, we'll certainly be talking uh, some more about food in the next uh, few minutes, that's for sure. So thank you very much indeed for your question. Actually, one of the, the, his- one of the historical um, uh, oddities is, is, of course, that uh, the very year that, that Granada fell um, and was lost to the, uh, to the Arabs, um, to the Christian kingdoms, and, and, and the Christian kingdoms took over the whole of Spain, mm-hmm. was the very year, 1492, that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Yes, it was. It was. Um, um, by that time, the, the Granada was one of the only remain Arab, remaining Arab kingdoms at the time. The Catholic kings of Spain were uh, at the peak of their, let's say, their powers, and they had already sent um, Cristobal, Christopher Columbus to try to find a new route to, to the east, in fact, to Asia. And just by chance, as you know, he found a different continent yes, yes. in the middle. And here, and here we are today. Uh, let's take a call from... Shannon, I believe. Shannon, what's your uh, question for the travel show today? Hola, how are you? Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm a first-time caller. I'm so excited to be. Thank you, Chris. I have a bucket list, and on my bucket list is to do a walking tour of Spain. And definitely at the end, I'm going to need some kind of pampering, like for my massage, for my pizza. So <laughs> any, any suggestions is always greatly appreciated. <laughs> well, um, the, I mean, depending how long you want to walk and how many days you want to spend. Of course, there are different, a couple of routes that are quite popular in Spain. I would say the number one, of course, is the pilgrim's route to Santiago, which starts in the Pyrenees and ends uh, uh, in Santiago de Compostela in Galicia by the Atlantic. It's very long, so you need, uh, if you want to do the whole part of it, you need, uh, I would say, nearly a month to walk. But then what people do is they do it in parts, one where they take a, a week here, a week there, and they, uh, it's, it's beautiful because then definitely you see the real Spain, you see the nature, all these um, ancient uh, ancient uh, churches, towns, most of them for the Middle Ages, and then you finish of course, in the beautiful town of Galicia. That is, I suggest, a very long one, but you can do it in pieces. There's also one route that we call the, um, the Silver Route, that was a route that the Romans um, used. Uh, it goes from Seville north until the northern, <coughs> sorry, northern coast of Spain. It's also quite long, but also you can do it in pieces, and then you, you visit some of the most beautiful uh, cities in Spain, like this Seville, like this Cáceres, like this Burgos. So, um, so the, you know, depending on the, the time, I'll say the time of the year and how many days you have, you can choose. But, uh, you know, um, if, you, if you think about any, anything else, of course, you can check it on our webpage or even send us an email if you want to get uh, you know, more concise information. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon. Yes, that uh, website again is spain.info. And Chris, of course, uh, your tour, the Insight Vacations Tour, features um, many walking tours of some of the cities that uh, the tour goes to. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I suppose that would be a less demanding, less challenging form of, of walking, but <clears throat> certainly the way to see these old cities of Europe uh, is always uh, on foot. So going with a, an expert local guide, uh, through the cobbled streets and uh, and going and spending a couple of hours walking through the city is is really the way to get the feel feel of it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to uh, another call. Paul, Paul, what's your question for the travel show? 
Good morning. Um, well, I was reading that Spain is home to 55 uh, UNESCO World Heritage Sites, and I was just wondering what are some of the must-see ones? <laughs> well, there are, uh, it's difficult to pick because, of course, there are, that's why they are World Heritage Sites, because they are so unique that it's worth it to preserve them. So, of course, everything is completely different. But uh, let's say, for example, if you are... Uh, an easy way to visit some of them is, is if you travel to Madrid because they're, they're, you have four of them in a sort of uh, quite a close range. And to visit, for example, you have Toledo, which is a beautiful city from the medieval ages and a um, unique, well-preserved city. You have Salamanca, you have um, Alcalá de Henares. And, um, so those are, uh, but the, those are, let's say, um, uh, World Heritage Sites that have to do with the with the Middle Ages, with the Renaissance, but then of course there are others like the for example Tarragona, south of Barcelona, where you, there are fantastic Roman ruins, very well preserved too, a Roman uh, amphitheater, etc. Because we forget that the Romans, of course, were were there yeah. before the Arab kingdoms and before the Romans, of course, there were there were civilizations and and you know some of the earliest cave paintings are, are in Spain. Yes, exactly. So uh, of course, yes, we have the the, the famous Altamira uh, caves in the northern Spain, which are the oldest. Uh, uh, paintings preserved in the world and Roman ruins in different cities as I said in Tarragona you have it also in in, the, in Extremadura which is a region that is in between uh, in the border with Portugal you have something in the south of Spain around Cadiz and Huelva so uh, so as I said so one of these some of these uh, UNESCO sites are because of this uh, Roman past some of them are because of the as I said because of the medieval areas uh, medieval past some of them because of the links to the Arabs as we say like Alhambra we already talked about so, well, I think it would, depending on what part of the city you're planning to visit, definitely you will see uh, three or four of those sites. Yeah. Thank you very yeah, much indeed, Paul, for, for, for your question. And uh, just a, a quickie before we go to the break, over to you, Chris. Uh, Chris, yeah, just to weigh in on the UNESCO World Heritage Sites, I thought perhaps it would be good for me to uh, weigh in with those that are included on the uh, Highlights of Spain tour. So aside from the Alhambra, which mm. we've already uh, talked about, uh, the works of Antonio Gaudi, the famous yes. modernist architect, are, um, are, are designated as a, world, a UNESCO World Heritage Site in Barcelona, of course, the famous city of Gaudi. Um, the Cathedral in Seville, the burial place of Cristobal Colón, yes. is uh, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and we'll see that on the tour. And also the historic center of Córdoba, which is also an old Moorish town, and they have uh, uh, pr probably the second most famous uh, Muslim building in Spain, the Mesquita. I want to come uh, back to this after the break because that, is, that yes. is one of my all-time favorite buildings. We've got to go for a break right now, but I do want to come back to, uh, to the Mesquita because it is absolutely gorgeous. So we'll return to the, the land of Don Quixote after this quick break. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show and to this week's destination, where else? Spain, whose images grace the pages of the Insight Vacations brochure, of course to join the uh, conversation and uh, earn a chance to win an Insight Vacations 10-day Highlights of Spain escorted journey. Ah, oh, I just love this music. Uh, including flights, just call in at 416-872-1010, 518 or start talk on your cell, or email the program via the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website. And answer the phone if we call you at the end of the show with this week's winning phrase, which is... Spain is culture. There is so much to see. Insight Vacations has the tour for me. 
and you could be on your way to Spain to see the wonders that we've been talking about on this show firsthand. To help answer your questions, I'm joined on the show by Jose Manuel de Juan, Director of Tourism for Spain in Canada, and Chris David, President of Insight Vacations Canada. And, gentlemen, I think we should bring in uh, some more listeners and maybe take a few emails to, uh, to qualify people for this fabulous prize trip. So, let us take a challenging question from Susan in Whitby, who uh, is going to be a first-time visitor. She's planning to go to Spain, um, and she wants three locations that she has to put on her must-see list. So, maybe one from each of us. What about okay. you? Okay, well, I would definitely say uh, first would be Madrid. Madrid sometimes is a city that overlooks some people when they go to Spain. They just land there and then they go to Barcelona or they go to Granada. It has so, so many things to see uh, and to enjoy from the museums, the Prado Museums, the Tissembourne Museum collection. The old quarters in Madrid, they're beautiful. The food and the tapas, the, the tapas experience in Madrid is probably the best in Spain. And the nightlife is superb. So definitely Madrid should be in that list. Madrid is on the list. That's where we perhaps start. Chris, what about you? If you're going to choose one one place in Spain, what's it going to be? Well, Chris, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to choose a region. I'm going to choose an area <laughs> of Spain, which I think a lot of we'll people... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, a lot of people don't kind of put on their... Uh, on their on their tourism mm. map of Spain, and that is the north, the northern region, uh, from the fantastic mm. pilgrim city of Santiago de Compostela, which has become so popular recently. Um, there are so many beautiful uh, towns and places. Uh, the areas of um, uh, Santiana del Mar is, is a small village on the northern beautiful. coast, the Costa Verde, which is known as the most beautiful village in Spain. Yes. Santander, a beautiful village in that part of the world. Bilbao, where they have the famous Guggenheim Museum, is right up in the north. And, of course, San Sebastian, which aside from being an absolute jewel uh, with a magnificent bay and a beautiful beach, is uh, known as now kind of the culinary uh, capital of Spain and uh, known for pinchos, which is the Basque answer to tapas, uh, and there are these. As, that's as unique. That's the best, the best place to enjoy that is, is San Sebastian. Just go, going around the old quarters, just uh, from bar to bar, bar jumping. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a unique experience. And 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 the the, the food is pinchas. Pinchos, yes. It's like a, it's the same as tapas, but I would say it's more elaborated, more creative. And uh, what they do is that uh, more uh, every different bar has their own specialties. They're all different. They compete to see you know, which has the best pinchos. In fact, there is an annual competition about pinchos there. And um, so you just go from bar to bar, trying the local specialities of that specific bar, and it's just uh, heaven. <sighs> Fantastic. My, my spot will be a little place called Arcos de la Frontiera, uh, down in, in the south in Andalusia, uh, which I kind of stumbled into on one of my trips. And it's just rather nice just to drive around, and, you know, and, and you suddenly see this marvelous place. On this occasion, it was a, a kind of castle palace right on top of a huge great rock overlooking the whole of the south of Spain. And there's a little parador, one of, one of these yes, wonderful accommodations that, that Spain has, mm. uh, uh, has produced out of monasteries and castles and palaces. And I remember just one perfect moment uh, out on the balcony overlooking this great void beneath me with the swallows and the martins darting everywhere as the sun was setting and, and a glass of uh, Jerez uh, sherry in my hand. Nice. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was pure heaven. We, we're talking a little bit about the culinary things. And, and Chris, I know that on one of your tours, for instance, you can, you can do a cookery class. Yes, absolutely. That's in, in Valencia being, as I mentioned earlier, the 
home of paella, which is probably one of the most famous dishes in the world and certainly the signature dish of Spain. Mm. I think it started originally as a peasant dish, if I'm not mistaken, Jose? It's exactly started like that. It is that the, 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 what the, the, the people that were with the, with the sheep or whatever in the mountains uh, used to prepare, you know, for, for them for the day with the, whatever they could get, which was the rabbit and, of course, some meat that they brought with them and then they start cooking the rice there because the, the rice, in fact, in Valencia is surrounded by this sort of a, what do you call it, it's very sort of a... Um, Lagoons where they 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 grow rice and that's the that's why you know rice is a natural product from Valencia and that's where Valencia is the cradle of the of the paella of the paella mm. but a, a magnificent dish for those who haven't tasted it it's made with rice uh, usually seafood mussels uh, shrimps uh, langoustines uh, some yeah. sausage and chicken cut up into it whatever and um, it's flavored with saffron yes uh, the, it, yeah. it it looks magnificent tastes even better and so on that tour. Uh, our guests on Insight will be introduced to a local chef who will do a cookery masterclass explaining and, and teaching everybody how to make the dish, after which, of course, you will enjoy a fabulous uh, paella meal accompanied by the local wines. My uh, salivary glands are being stimulated <laughs> yes. as I talk about it. <laughs> Drooling here as we speak. And I have to say also, it's very, it's very nice to combine that with a visit to there. We say with these lagoons, you can visit these lagoons where they grow the rice and you still see how they do it and it's beautiful. And, uh, and then, of course, you understand more about the, the, the paella, how it is. And, uh, we had lots of questions actually about uh, Spanish cuisine. Tara from Brampton, which we'll, we'll add into the pot, was asking about tapas opportunities and you're saying Madrid is probably... Well, that I mean, is. they're different from place to place. I was, we were talking about San Sebastián with the pinchos, San Sebastián, Bilbao, Rioja, Logroño, they're the best probably for pinchos. Then the Madrid, uh, it's, it's the melting point of all Spain, of course. You can find the, the, the traditional tapas from the north, from the south, because Madrid is a little bit like, like Toronto, where a lot of people is not from there, but settled there at some time in their life, yeah. so, so that you can find there also the traditional tapas that you would find in Seville, which is also a fantastic place to eat. Um, to eat tapas or cadiz in the south. They're in those places, because they're more by the sea, you will find more based on food, seafood and that. And in the north, it's more about the, the vegetables and the meats. So, uh, as I said, they're different from place to place. Right. We've got another email here from uh, Lena in Thornton, who uh, wants to know a little bit more about the museum Thyssen Bonamitze in Madrid. Yes. Well, I would say this, uh, we have three uh, big museums in Madrid, and they call it the, the Walk of Art. It's the Prado Museum, the Reina Sofia, Beautiful, and yeah. the Thyssen-Bornemisza. And this is very good because they complement each other very well. So talking about the Thyssen-Bornemisza, the Thyssen-Bornemisza collection is mainly um, from, let's say, uh, it's a 20th century collection. Uh, you have uh, important um, uh, pieces of art from, uh, from, the, from the surrealists, from the modernists, from the... Um, from uh, the all the bang, uh, let's say all the all the all the schools of the of the tw- of the twentieth century, and um, and it's, it combines very well what you can see in the Prado Museum, which is more all the classics: is Velázquez, is El Greco, is Goya, and of course then with the um, with the Reina Sofia Museum that is more more in art, and that's you can see the famous also Guernica by Picasso. Yeah, fantastic, and and of course next year is going to be a very special year in the art world in in Spain. Yes, uh, next year we're celebrating the 400th anniversary of the death of El Greco. He's one of the main painters in Spain, even though 
He was not a Spaniard. El Greco means the Greek. But... He means the Greek, and he was born in Greece, but uh, then he moved first to Italy and then to Spain, and he was linked there to the church and to the royal yeah. family. And that's where he created mo most of his masterpieces, and the ma the, all of them are either in Madrid or in Toledo, which is only you know right. a few hours, a few kilometers of San Madrid. So it's def definitely the year to go to Madrid and Toledo next year and see all these ex special exhibitions that they're going to they're going to have to celebrate this anniversary. Fantastic. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can get over for that for sure. And one quick uh, email, because we've only got a few seconds left before we have to go to break uh, again. But um, let's just uh, answer Carolyn's question, uh, who is asking, can she uh, organize some beach time along with one of these tours? So do a tour of Spain, perhaps with Insight, but then also have some time on the beach. Well, absolutely. One of the fantastic things about Spain is the incredible transportation network that Spain has and the accessibility of pretty much every town from Madrid, which is right in the center of the country. And our tour ends in Madrid. It starts in Barcelona and ends in Madrid. And from Madrid, uh, you can get to pretty much anywhere in the country uh, within about two hours on the, on the fantastic high-speed yeah. trains that they have. So... That's what we need here in the, yeah. in the, in the corridor. Because, I mean, they are amazing things. They travel at, what, 240 kilometers an hour yeah. or something like that? And, uh, and the person, of course, you can get, as Chris was saying, you from Madrid to Valencia or to the Costa del Sol, Malaga, to Barcelona in just two hours and a half or to Seville in two hours mm. and a half. Um, <laughs> uh, there is this pass, the, the, the Renfe Spain pass that you okay. can buy and you can uh, buy uh, for, uh, you can, you, it's for one month. And you can buy to uh, four journeys, six journeys, eight journeys, and the prices are so competitive. So it's a, for it's for four journeys, it's approximately in dollars. We probably like two hundred dollars. So in the in the end, uh, it will cost you just fifty dollars each of these trips in the high speed train. You know, so uh, it's 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 an unbelievable price, and the experience is wow. fantastic. And I've got the details of that Renfe uh, rail pass uh, in all the travel notes that are attached to the, um, the the website, the travel show website. So you can go to that uh, after the show. Um, and we will be returning to the sights and sounds of Spain after this very quick break. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Tourism Office of Spain. Helping to make that holiday in your head a reality. Time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. I could listen to this music uh, all morning. Uh, but welcome back to our tour of Spain, a country that actually would need a thousand travel shows to truly do it justice. Our guides on this tour are Jose Manuel de Juan, Director of Tourism for Spain in Canada, and Chris David, President of Insight Vacations Canada. And there's still a few minutes left to qualify to win an Insight Vacations trip for two to Spain, including... And Insight Vacations 10-Day Highlights of Spain Escorted Journey with flights and visiting, oh, I don't know, the Alhambra in Granada, the Prado Museum in Madrid, and uh, perhaps the lively Rambla in Barcelona. You qualify to win by having your call or email question aired on the show and then answering the phone with this week's winning phrase, Spain is culture. There is so much to see. Insight Vacations has the tour for me. And without more ado, let's add a few more qualifiers before the end of the show. And we'll take a call from uh, Marlene. Marlene, welcome to the Travel Show. What's your question? Oh, hi. How are you? Great. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, I was just wondering, is the airfare tremendous? Does anyone know? <laughs> is the airfare tremendous? Well, well, how much roughly is it going to cost? Because there's lots of, of ways to get to Spain from Canada. 
Yeah, exactly. So depending on the time of the year, let's say if um, during the say from June to end of September, when there is direct flights uh, to Spain with both uh, Eternsat and Air Canada, uh, you might get the the cheapest uh, flights. And if you're lucky and book it uh, time in advance, you might even get it for for 800 return. But they would say you need to be fast to, to do that. Yep. There, there, a normal flight and uh, either in that period or uh, if during the winter time or I mean uh, outside of that period let's say from uh, end of September to beginning of, uh, of June when there is no direct flights and then you need to fly either any European hub uh, I would say average price would be probably uh, 1400 return right. depending on the time also on how how much in advance you book but that's I would yeah uh, we'll get around that but the nice thing is, is that it's so easily accessible. Um, it's uh, even even you know when there aren't any direct flights, it's just a, f- a flight to, to to a London or. or yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, the combinations are, are enormous. You can fly via London, via Paris, via mm. Frankfurt, via Amsterdam. So depending on your favorite airline, if you you know if you have a frequent flyer for any any of these uh, any airline, just choose that one. I'm sure you will get to Spain very easily and. From any of these cities in in Europe, you can you can fly then from there to any main city in Spain. You can fly to Barcelona, Madrid, Seville, Valencia. So uh, it's very easy. Yeah, and and Chris, uh, when someone is buying an Insight Vacations tour of of, of Spain, uh, Insight Vacations can also arrange the airfare. Of course, Chris, uh, we have um, a fully um, we have an air department uh, at Inside Vacations and we can arrange air travel in combination with any of our tours. We work with all the major airlines that Jose Manuel was talking to um, that fly into all the European gateways. So certainly air arrangements can be done in combination with your tour arrangements. And uh, let's take another quick question here. This is easily uh, answered, I think. It's going to be Eric from Etobicoke. Eric, what's your question? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. I... My my question is about currencies. Wondering if I'm leaving Canada with Canadian money and have it uh, changed over there, or how does that work, right. please? Eric, it's that's very easy. I think you can just change it on arrival. Well, yes, uh, you can do both. Uh, I mean, uh, you can change it in any in any bank. So there's, there's a lot of uh, offices in any Spanish city. There's a lot of offices, change offices. Those offices usually charge a little bit more for the for you know for the process. So I would do it in a bank, right. either yeah. either here before leaving or in any bank in Spain. I would say it would be more more or less the same. No difference. And of course, the currency is the euros, you know, so even if you don't use it all in Spain, you can use that also in France, in Italy, and in many other European countries. I see. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. Okay. Yes, the days of the peseta are long gone. No yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen one in more than fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make travel around Europe so much easier. Oh, now it with is, the, you know. And, and I have to say that for us Europeans uh, that we live in the eurozone, we are so spoiled that sometimes like, oh, I need to now to change. So it, they don't use euros in that European country. It just uh, you get used to it, and it's so convenient. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, an email, Hannah from Toronto wants to know a suggested itinerary. For a first-time visitor to Spain, so Chris, uh, I guess I know what you're going to suggest, <laughs> but go ahead anyway. <laughs> you know, Chris, I must say you're absolutely astonishing. You're like a clairvoyant. You're a mind reader. <laughs> how I don't do know I do it? how you manage. 
Highlights well, of Spain. I would say highlights of Spain is a wonderful place to start. It mm. hits, you know, it hits on all the, the the main cities I indicated at the outset. And when you want to get a a sampler that sort of gives you a feeling for for the country, these are very different parts of the country. Mm. As Jose Manuel yeah. said, Spain has such a variety of different influences from the, you know, from the Moors, and then you know Barcelona is all about modernist art and architecture, mm. and then you know uh, the north. Has a, has a cuisine, but this this highlights uh, tour. You know, it it hits Barcelona, Valencia, Granada, Seville, Madrid. Wonderful place to start. I have to agree with that tour. I have to say, it's yeah. the best you can see. Yeah. One thing we haven't talked about on on the show, which we 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 would be remiss if we didn't, because we're talking about Spain. We concentrate on on you know, the Spanish peninsula, the Iberian Peninsula, but of course there are two island groups that are also part of Spain, which are also wonderful vacation destinations in their own right. Well, they are. In fact, I am from one of those islands. So, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, I'm from Gran Canaria, the Canary Islands, ah. the very southern, uh, the, the southern, most southern point of Spain, let's say. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's one of the, let's say the Canary Islands are for Europe what the Caribbean and Florida is for Canadians. So it's where, where Europeans go in the wintertime when they want to spend some days with the mild weather by the beach they go to the Canary Islands because it's very mild all year round, especially in the winter. So it's one of the most visited uh, destinations in Spain, in fact. Those are the Canary Islands. The other group is the Balearic Islands in the Mediterranean, sort of in front of Valencia, which is also very unique. Those are very classic summer destinations. And, uh, but both uh, group of islands are combined with a very fantastic local cuisine and uh, different landscapes. It's very good also both a group of islands for people that like um, uh, water sports, you know, either, either windsurfing, mm. uh, water skiing, all that kind of things uh, is very popular there. So, uh, so even though there are, uh, let's say, more uh, sun and beach destinations, there's a also a lot of do, uh, things to do there. For example, in Mallorca, in the, in the Balearic Islands, Chopin lived there for uh, for some winters, and there is a museum of him and uh, and the the old yes, I've palace been there. Where, That's, that gorgeous. where he used to live. So it's a beautiful part in the mountains, yeah. exactly. So it's a lot to see there. And I, I do love the Canary Islands because uh, they're also so different too. I mean, you you go to somewhere like uh, Grand Canaria, which is yeah, you know lush right. and, and 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 green, and and then you go to say Fuerteventura, which is it's, like a a piece of the the Sahara Desert has been towed out into the Atlantic Ocean. It is, and the beaches there. I would say the the beaches in Fuerteventura are the most beautiful oh, beaches, definitely in Europe. I would say, I would yeah. say and you might have something like that in the Caribbean, but they're definitely not in that part of the world. They're and, long, deserted. You can feel like you're on your own there. And, and yet next door almost is, is Lanzarote, which is this volcanic kind of black sand and cratered. And that is a, that's a unique, uh, unique island. In fact, also it's a, it's a World Heritage Site, in fact, uh, just because the nature, from the nature point of view. And, and it's, sometimes even it looks like you are in the moon because it's so volcanic, so all these craters there and... Uh, and there's so much still uh, volcanic activity under under the under the soil that in some places you make a hole, you put an egg, and it cooks. So uh, because <laughs> the, the, the air, is, the soil is so hot because of the volcanic activity under. Yeah. And and of course the the tallest mountain, the highest mountain in Spain is is not on the Spanish mainland no, at all. It's in the Canary Islands. It's in Tenerife. Yeah. It's true. It's one of the it's the highest point, peak in Spain, and the, the only place where you can see snow in the Canary Islands really because the rest is very <laughs> yes. it's very mild. Fantastic. I think we've got time maybe just for one last quick question. An emailer, um, Francine from Orleans and uh, Julianne from, gosh, way up north in Capascasing, uh, both ask about festivals in Spain. Well, um, 
that's a good way also to visit and experience Spain, to visit some of the main festivals. There are many, I have to say, uh, but uh, just to mention some of the most famous, I would say, um, the the April Fair in Seville. Mm. That's a unique time to visit Seville. Uh, you know, people when people think about Spain, they think about flamenco, they think about the horses, they think about uh, the music and the dance. And that's, you definitely can enjoy in Seville during the day prefer. It's all about that. It's about Fantastic. Well, this, this music is the dialing music. So we are about to phone out to one of the listeners to see if they qualify, be one of three qualifiers for this wonderful trip to Spain. So fingers crossed. Culture. There's so much to see. Insight Vacations has the tour for me. Yes! <laughs> Woohoo! <Wow>. Awesome! <laughs> Love it! <laughs> Who are we talking to? You're talking to Susan. Susan, congratulations. You've qualified. You're one of three qualifiers for this wonderful trip to, to Spain. So you stand a very good chance. Thank you so much Love for participating. It. You're an emailer, I believe. Thank you. I emailed you. Yes, thank you so oh, much. That's right. You're a first-time visitor. So this yeah. this could be uh, just your uh, your ticket. We would be very excited to go. <laughs> Well, congratulations. You hold on to the phone. We'll get all of your details, uh, Susan. And uh, we'll also tell listeners uh, what to do if uh, they didn't qualify to win the uh, prize on today's show. Because you still have one more chance to do so by going to the Travel Show website and entering online at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com. And my grateful thanks to uh, Jose and Chris uh, for showing us why Spain is indeed one of the uh, the top destinations uh, anywhere on the planet for uh, for vacationers and uh, I'm sure for Canadians as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. You must come back again soon. And Chris, good to have you back Always on The Travel Show. lovely to be here, Chris. Thank you. In other Travel Show news, the website and show competition for the Las Vegas trip is closed and I can announce that the lucky winner is Maureen from Brantford. <laughs> And please make a date to accompany me on the travel show again next week as we fly south to the sun to Vallarta, Nayarit on the Pacific coast of Mexico. Listen for your chance to qualify to win a trip for two to Mexico, including flights to Puerto Vallarta, courtesy of Air Canada, plus six nights all-inclusive at the Hard Rock Hotel in Nuevo Vallarta. Until then, keep dreaming, keep traveling. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by the Tourism Office of Spain. You've been listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.